we got a couple of good emails, like incredible emails. Like at one point, um, I thought Mitch has put somebody up to these. And I thought that Scott had put... (laughs) One of the persons who wrote in left their name, and I just assumed it was you. It seemed like a made-up name. Yeah. (laughs) Was it John Smith? No, it was Scott. And Scott spells his first name with one T. Oh, wow. So what are the odds of that? Scott, come on. You got to try harder than this. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Scott... Scott made up last name. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, One was from a guy named Brett, and here's what he wrote. Uh, Dear Who Cares teams, I've been listening for a while, thought I'd ask a question after my last physical. I was diagnosed with fatty liver disease, but my physician didn't explain it too well, and I've been searching for more answers on what it is, why I should worry about it, and what I should do to treat it. I googled a lot of stuff, but I'm still unsure what to do. My doctor recommended I avoid fatty, greasy, fried foods, but I wasn't sure if I should consult a dietitian or do anything else. I'm willing to share more if needed about my health, but this is, uh, is this something you could address in a future episode? Thanks again for a great show. Brett. Is it Brett with one T? <laughs> <laughs> then I know it's you, Scott. <laughs> You've got a zodiac over here. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, I mean, that's awesome. So, I'm working on getting uh, um, a couple of experts to talk about that. I'm I'm working on getting a, a guy that's an expert in fatty liver disease, and I think Thunder would be a a good guy to have on too, being a nutritionist. So, yeah, it's a great topic, and it's so funny. This just came up in the ER the other day too. I had someone who same kind of thing, you know. Looks like they probably have some fatty liver disease. We're talking about how do you treat it? What do you do about it? It's it's a fairly common thing and it would be, a yeah, I think obviously good for Brett and good discussion to have. Do I need to bring um, an expert in or are you pretty good on fatty liver disease? I guess I didn't. Think I mean, that- an expert would be great. You know, my recommendation, I think kind of like Thunder talked about is it's not about fatty, greasy foods. A lot of it is about weight loss. Like if people can drop 10 pounds, they're going to find that the fatty liver disease often resolves or at least improves. But I'm curious too, like there's, you know, it's something I, I will diagnose and I'll say, oh, CT scan shows some fatty liver disease or your liver function tests are a little bit high. It's probably what it is. But in terms of real monitoring and treatment and long-term stuff, that's not something I do. Um, so that's something usually a primary care physician does. And a, a GI doctor would probably, or a hepatologist specifically, would be the ones who probably see this and give recommendations on it and can talk a lot more about why did it happen? Is it genetic? Is it just because your diet? Is it because of weight? Um, and do you treat it with medication? Is it weight loss? What is it? Cool. Yeah. Um, and then the other one was from a guy named Scott. Scott said, hello, I really like your shows and think you all do a great job. I appreciate learning about a wide variety of topics in an enjoyable format from knowledgeable people. That almost sounds like I made it up. I will. Yeah. (laughs) Dear Scott, you're amazing. (laughs) Nobody writes. Nobody writes. Scott. Nobody. No, I didn't say I love Scott. (laughs) But nobody writes emails to shows. I've been in radio for a long time. You don't get that. If if you ever hear a DJ reading something that starts out like that, they wrote it. (laughs) 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 Or their mom wrote it. Yeah, right. All right. Yeah. So anyway, after after buttering us up, Scott goes on to say, I have a question that might be up, up applicable to one or more of your shows. A mid-30s male that's in acceptably good health, BMI is 26.6, overweight by NIH standards, but I run a 5K once or twice a week, go biking. I can do five pull-ups. And then you talk to him about how to do that. Uh, my right knee and feet give me some pain if I try run more, uh, try running more than 7K, but generally not a problem at all. My blood pressure hovers around 128 slash 75, elevated per NIH. 
My health has stayed pretty consistent over the last decade. So even with me putting effort into uh, improving it, so I'm trying to improve it, but it's kind of stayed consistent, kind of stayed the same. When I chose a primary care physician, I looked for someone that had a focus in sports medicine, thinking they'd be supportive of younger people being their best selves. But the last time I went in for a yearly checkup and brought up my small health deficiencies, I was told flatly, quote, if I got after everyone that came in here with a BMI of 26, I wouldn't do, of any, do anything else, unquote. <laughs> I understand that medical resources are finite, but does that mean I'm doomed to become an obese senior citizen with high blood pressure because I can't find support how to push me to lose a little bit more weight? and lower my blood pressure just a little bit more. If a PCP isn't the right person to help me, who should I look for? A physical therapist, a life coach, except my current situation is good enough. Find a new PCP. I wish I could just power through it, but I've been trying that for a decade without moving the needle one way or another, so I figure I need to try something different regards, Scott. Ah, that's, a good, that's a good email. That's a great question, too. Yeah, so who should we hit up on that? Is that a primary care physician? That's more primary question, care. Yeah, think? I think it's... First issue is that he's gone to a sports medicine doctor thinking they will optimize his health. In sports medicine, it's really non-operative orthopedics. So well, they, that's they, really I think the, they have I think they have some primary care physicians nowadays. This is where the BS talks to the MD condescendingly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think <laughs> that they have some primary care physicians who um who do specialize in sports medicine though well they do and emergency okay. physicians do too like Krisky is an emergency physician who does sports and if so if it's sports medicine they're probably family medicine trained and did a sports fellowship or emergency medicine trained and did a sports fellowship but that being said their practice is primarily non-operative orthopedics so okay. back pain shoulder pain that gotcha. kind of stuff they're not really like hey how can you drop down to 20 a bmi of 24 from yeah, 26 right. okay. okay so in terms of that stuff yeah i think but but it's true though i think a lot of people are going to give the exact response he got like hey you're fine like i just had a guy here who's your same age and has a bmi of 40 but I don't think that's the answer a lot of us want to hear. You know, we want to be like, okay, I recognize that, but I want to, you know, I, yeah, I'm better off than most people, but I'm not where I want to be. So, and I think um, part of the problem, and this is again the BS talking. Um, I think part of the problem is our healthcare system, and I've heard I've heard experts say this is not set up for optimizing health. Like it's, no, it's really not. it's really set up for you go in and we're going to prevent. It's not even really set up for prevention, is it? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's more no. set up for, I got it's, a problem. Can you help me solve that problem? And the problem yeah. needs to be, I don't know what the problem, I don't know how to categorize well, what that problem It's kind of like a school teacher in a lot of ways. Like the school teacher teaches to the middle of the class. Like they're not teaching to the slowest guy in the class and they're not teaching to the sharpest guy in the class. They're teaching in the middle of the class. And that's kind of where I think a lot of, in, in healthcare it is, it's kind of like, well, Hey, you're, you're above the, you're above the median. You know, if you've got a BMI of 26 and you're running two, five Ks a week, you're doing great compared to most of the people I see. So that's, that's part of the challenge. And you do find though, a lot of programs do really, I think, try to then kind of help people optimize and go to that next level. And it's not necessarily a primary care physician. Like I know peak fitness at the U has different things. It's more about optimizing than just about, you know, being like, ah, oh, you're okay. Um, so I know they offer a number of programs with that, which I know we've talked about before. Um, I know Intermountain has their, you know, their wellness centers where they do that as well, um, where they really get into a lot more of, you know, getting on the treadmill, seeing what your, you know, your VO2 maxes or whatever they're measuring there. 
um, getting a lot more into the specifics of diet and exercise routines and that kind of stuff where it is, I think, more about optimization. Is that something, though, that 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 Scott would really need, though? Because it just sounds like he kind of wants to get his blood pressure, which is a little high, and his BMI, which is just a little high, lower. And you're talking about putting him on the treadmill and checking his VO2 max. And I don't think he necessarily needs that. I mean, you know, but but they but they do offer... I think a combination of services that oh, okay. that do that sort of thing. So I don't think it's yeah. necessarily getting them on the treadmill, but I think they do a lot more than a primary care physician would where they really do get more into the specifics. Cause it sounds like he wants to drop a few more pounds and he wants to improve his blood pressure a little bit. And honestly, his blood pressure, his blood pressure is really, that's fine. 126 over 78. I mean, that's, I guess, I guess that was right. what, so. that's what I was focusing on is like, is this a conversation about like a doctor minimizing what he feels is a problem or is this something where the definitions are giving us a strange feeling of what is and isn't healthy? Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's a good question too. Like, yeah, we talk about BMI and we've talked about that before. And mm-hmm. is, is his BMI of 26.2? Is he truly overweight or is this just a guy who you know, has a lot of muscle and what's his body composition. But that's where I think, again, I think teasing that out is probably going to be more, maybe a primary care physician would help with that, but it's probably going to be more like a, you know, um, one of those programs where they, Mm, you know, like they get you in the bod pod, they get your body fat percentage. Um, You know, they really look at the specifics of your diet and what can you do there and that kind of thing. Yeah, because so this kind of even comes back to a bigger conversation that maybe this is not the time or place for. But I want to throw this premise out there because I find it fascinating is this population health premise, right? Mm. Which is kind of where medicine, I think, would like to move, where instead of going into a hospital and the hospital gets paid for solving a particular problem or an illness you have, the hospital is given or the healthcare system is given a certain amount of money to manage the health of a population. And now that changes the priority. It changes the priority to uh, instead of curing disease, preventing disease. So then you would start to see infrastructure pop up where you could go into a clinic and when you are a little bit overweight or your blood pressure is elevated, then instead of just having that conversation with your primary care provider where they're like, well, you need to eat a little healthier, maybe get some more exercise, you get to walk right on down the hall to some people that can help you figure out why that's not happening in your life and how you can make that happen in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So much of the healthcare system is about putting out fires rather than, you know, really, you know, like the forest analogy. It's just about like, oh, put out this forest fire, put out this forest fire rather than creating a healthy forest and, and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, I, but, and, and I don't know who the best guest to talk to him about that would be to have on, but maybe. I was thinking Dr. Pohl, cause she isn't, uh, yeah. Lifestyle medicine. Yeah. She seems she to really, yeah, to that. that's a great point. Yeah. She would be great. I was going to say either her or, um, I always come back to thunder cause thunder, you know, is our nutritionist, but he's also so smart on so many other things. Yeah. Thunder would be great. She would be great. And I, what was our guy's name that did the culinary medicine? Like he kind of did some of that stuff. Like oh, he was a little more, you know, yeah. kind of bigger picture as well. But I think exactly. I think someone like that would be, but yeah, I think Dr. Pohl would be great. There's another uh, physician I've talked to before that um, I guess at our Sugar House Health Center, we have a, a clinic that actually does help people with 
um, these types of things, losing weight, improving their blood pressure, like the thing that I just talked about where you go in and you, then you actually have experts in those particular areas. Cause yeah. mm-hmm. as you said, a primary care provider might not necessarily be the per- best person to, you know, spend an hour and work through what are you currently eating? What's your current exercise yeah. look like? What are your barriers? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I could look at that clinic as well and see if there's somebody there that might want to talk to them. So. Yeah. If they've had, yeah. And if they've got that kind of clinic, that'd be great. That'd be a great, um, you know, great way to highlight what they're doing there. Cause that's, yeah. I mean, if they've got that sort of thing where they have people taking that kind of time with people, I think that's, that would be a good resource to have. All right. Is this the point, Troy? You, do you tell us that you uh, actually put these people up to these emails? I didn't. I promise. I sometimes joke with Laura that she needs to call in on the listener line and say something that she never has, as far as I know. All right, like, well. please call the listener line. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I had nothing to do with this. That's, that's really cool to see. Yeah, I do get occasional emails too. I think I told you about the one I got, the guy who was concerned about rabies and recognized me as a national rabies expert or something. <laughs> it's like, I've been handling bats. My family should think I thinks I should get the rabies vaccine. What do That's you think? That's such a good story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Go do that. Yep. Yep. Right now. <laughs> don't, don't wait. <laughs> That's that was what the good... national, nationally recognized rabies is, expert, Troy. This is what the expert says. says. Yep. Quick <laughs> Playing with bats, quit dressing up with little outfits. Yep. <laughs> Don't play They're with not that. dogs. They're not dogs. They're not mice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you can have all sort of other exotic pets, but bats, yeah. not the best choice. Don't recommend it. <laughs> all right. Well, those good. are a couple of interviews then will be coming up. Both of those individuals yeah. said they would be uh, open to being on the show. So nice. Um, cool. yeah, what I'm currently trying to do is just track down well, those uh, specific who it is individuals that what, sent the email. What's that? The people who sent the email said they'll be on the show. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Now we just have to find the right people to have on the show to talk to them, which I think that, you know, illustrates another kind of interesting component of our healthcare system. Like I did struggle with that. Like, I'm like, oh, is it really a primary care physician? Because, you know, they do know a lot of things and they do get a lot done. And there are some that do kind of specialize in that kind of stuff. But infrastructurally wise, they're not really set up to be able to have those conversations with patients because they've got other other conversations they have to have, right? Well, so. Dr. Pull might be great for both of those because actually, now that you mention her, she may be a great one to talk about fatty liver disease too because it does relate somewhat to weight loss and, you know, kind of that optimization. It's one of those things where, eh, you don't worry too much about it, but um, I'm sure she sees it. I'm sure she deals with it. So maybe t- maybe even ask her on that. All right. Um, so, yeah. I'll, I'll start reaching cool. out. Yep, and those are a couple episodes to look forward to coming up. And if uh, you know you want to get a hold of us, you can do so a lot of different ways. Hello at thescoperadio.com. That listener line number, if you'd like to actually leave a voicemail, is what is it? 601-55-SCOPE? Yeah. 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 601-55-SCOPE. And you can also go to facebook.com slash whocaresmenshealth, and you can enter in um, you know just a private message to us there if you want to do that as well. So. All right, guys, as always, it's a ton of fun talking. Thank you very much to the two listeners that reached out. We are going to go to work for you so we can try to figure out if there are some solutions to your problems. Thanks for listening. Thanks for caring about men's health. (laughs) 